You have found the Runaround Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross country and track and field, professional road running, triathlon, and trail running in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. Hello, everyone. Before I get into my interview with Emma Gordon, I wanted to share uh, some news to you, many of you in Iowa um, had known about the death of Paul Yak, uh, former Storm Lake St. Mary's uh, prep uh, distance star. He ran for Augustana University um, in Sioux Falls. And um, at the time of his death, he was living in, Bel- in Delray Beach, Florida, and um, he had gone missing like I said, on May 20th, uh, he had gone out for a run, apparently, and um, and he never came back. Um, so um, there, there isn't any foul play suspected in his death. Um, it, it, by all uh, accounts, it sounds like he just uh, basically had an incident with, you know, whether it was a heart attack or, or something like that uh, during a run. Um, he was found... Uh, May 26th, and uh, I found out about it uh, the day after that from a Palm Beach Post reporter, and she shared my story with Paul when I first met him in 2018. It was at Dam to Dam. Um, he was running at that uh, event. Um, just a really engaging young man, really had a great smile. Um, and at the time, he was working in Omaha. He was working with the Omaha Talons, a nonprofit organization serving the South Sudanese and refugee community in the Omaha area. And he had come, come to Des Moines to run in that race. And he was really working with young people. Um, he really uh, had a passion for that, helping not only his native South Sudanese uh, people, but also uh, young athletes that uh, needed some direction. Um, he was a big basketball player. He was about six foot three. Um, so he was a really good, um, uh, basketball player. He said during the interview that I can still dunk the basketball. He said, um, really good. Uh, so he's, he was good at both sports. And, um, at the time of, um, he had moved after that down to Delray beach, um, where he was an advocate for immigrants and uh, of all backgrounds uh, down there in Florida. That's where he was. He was uh, coaching uh, kids in basketball, uh, was, was what he was doing. Um, in fact, his roommate, uh, he was late in getting home from his run. His roommate and business partner um, was picking him up to coach at a basketball tournament um, when he disappeared. So um, it's... Uh, the, the Palm Beach County Medical Examiner's Office is still determining his cause of death. Um, it's, it's still open, but uh, there is not foul play. Um, it, it's not expected to be foul play here, um, but he was missing for six days. And his funeral was on Saturday in Storm Lake. It was at uh, St. Mary's Catholic Church at uh, one o'clock and that was after the burial at 11 a.m. So very tragic story. Um, just a really, like I said, a great kid. Uh, really, um, you know, had had his eye on running in the Olympics at one time in uh, July of 2016. Traveled to Australia for the Olympic trials in the Gold Coast Marathon. He really wanted to get an Olympic trial uh, qualifying time there. And, uh, he intimated to me that he wanted to run at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, now that's a big, big lofty goal out there, but he was a kid that, um, dreamt big. You had to, you had to say that about Paul is that he was a big dreamer and, um, wanted to, um, shoot, uh, shoot high, um, not only in basketball, but everything he did. And so, um, just really a tragedy, age 31, uh, so young to, to, to die. And, um, and, and my condolences go out to his family. Um, he leaves behind, um, a mom and dad. Um, 
Stephen Reith and Martha Ruan of Storm Lake. He had uh, brothers, um, two brothers and a sister as well. So my condolences go out to him and his family and um, wish um, them all the most comfort uh, during this difficult time for a kid who was a great athlete, standout athlete, but a better person, I have to say. And that clearly came out in the interview that I did with him in 2018. And now, without further ado, here is my interview with former Ankeny Centennial and now former Iowa Hawkeye, Emma Gordon, recorded on June 1st. Hope you enjoy it. My podcast guests led the Iowa women's cross-country team in six meets last fall, including an 18th place finish at the NCAA Midwest Regional in 20 minutes and 37 seconds. That time ranks seventh all-time in the Hawkeye program for 6K. She became only the third Hawkeye woman to finish in the top 20 at regionals um, in the past 10 years with that finish in Columbia, Missouri. This spring, she ran a season-best 433.16 in the 1500 at the Raleigh Relays and was a multi-time state track and field qualifier for Ankeny Centennial. Now she's in law school, but you can still hear her podcast with uh, Maddie Block on uh, the Hot Guy Running podcast on Spotify. Welcome to the program, Emma Gordon. Hello, Emma. Hi, thank you for having me. All right. I did uh, catch up on a couple of the episodes. I was able to find time for to listen to the Hot Guy Running Um <laughs> Uh, very entertaining. Um, <laughs> it's uh, you guys, just two ladies, just basically uh, top of the mind, right? Just kind of saying whatever you think, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Comes to mind. Shooting the breeze a little bit together. <laughs> <laughs> I I really like your uh, lead in for the for the podcast. It says, "We hope you also have no expectations. Therefore, none of us are disappointed." <laughs> Yes, uh, you uh, including one of them was uh, you guys were in a Dallas uh, airport um, waiting to fly back. That was very entertaining with all your special guests that walked through. It was kind of fun uh, listening to that. Uh, I particularly enjoyed your um, I don't know if you were uh, channeling uh, Saturday Night Live characters, Hans and Franz, uh, Dana Carvey and Kevin Nealon. It kind of sounded like you were at the beginning. Um, Ooh, that's that's good me and maddie uh you, you guys have some... together we just have we just kind of get rolling sometimes <laughs> you guys had some good accents going there um were you trying to uh imitate somebody uh, with that? um you know there's no one specific but usually some some accent usually just kind of happens sometimes and when we're we were down in oklahoma and then in uh Dallas there like you said so I think kind of the southern accents maybe came out then <laughs> okay <laughs> well it sounded like eastern European it sounded like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger maybe uh, like <laughs> probably that. Uh, yeah. yeah that's kind of what it, that's kind of reminded me of because I had to I had to go back and listen to a couple of those uh, Saturday Night Live clips just to kind of see that what I was <laughs> thinking what it sounded like so so how did this uh, podcast come about? You did eight episodes. Um, yeah. I guess I should ask: Is this the end of the? Uh, is this the end of the Hot Guys episode? Yeah. So my uh, it kind of, we kind of started throwing it around um, the idea of it like last spring, and then um, Maddie showed me a on a bus ride home. I think it was from Drake Relays last year. On a bus ride home, she showed me this art that her cousin had made. Um, or her friend and it was like like just like a art which is like our like logo thing and she was like if we want to start it um we have like something that we could put like a logo to um and so then uh my mom actually has a podcast as well um and oh, wow. <laughs> so she had like a spare microphone sitting around and I was like this can't be that hard to do um so yeah so Maddie and I were just kind of we're like well I mean we'll just kind of we'll just kind of get into it and see what happens and last summer um we I think well I think we started like after 
outdoor big tens last year. And so there's kind of a lot of uh, stuff like happening in the running world. So it was easy to cover a lot of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's the end. Um, I think maybe just a, a maybe a season break. Um, but yeah, second semester got um, pretty busy between traveling and school. So, but I think, I think there's some, some in the future yet. Okay, so you're just taking a hiatus from it. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. And hot, and hot guy H A W T. It's a it's a uh, it's a change from the H O T. Uh, and then I actually, you know, found a, a website that actually on, on that actually on Pinterest. <laughs> but it's also uh, you know hawk guy maybe. Uh, how did you yeah. come up with that name? How can you how did you come up with that name? Yeah. Um, ooh, I'd have to ask Maddie. I think, I think we were just, honestly, we were, like, throwing around names, and we couldn't come up with anything, and then I think we were just saying, like, Hawkeye, like, really weirdly, and it, we just started saying, like, hot guy, and then Uh, we're like, oh, it's kind of close, and then maybe if we spell it that way, we won't get in trouble for anything. (laughs) What was kind of the most fun episode that you did uh, of those eight? Um, I think probably the most memorable one um, was probably in the Dallas airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a baby fun crying one. in the background. That was uh, that was pretty classic. Yes, yes. There's the um, the lady coming over the loudspeaker, and then <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was fun to get our teammates involved too. Um, we have some really fun personalities on the team, so. Yeah, he had a lot of uh, guest stars come on just suddenly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they could just walk right into the studio. So do you naturally have a gift for Gab, or was this kind of Maddie saying, you gotta gotta do something like this, what's... Um, I would say, I would say a little bit of both. Maddie is definitely a lot more creative than I am, Um, but we both um, aren't afraid to kind of just jump in two feet without really know what we're doing so it we're like yeah we'll we'll just go ahead and do that but okay and you guys did you share a microphone is that what you did during your podcast is that what you do yeah yeah we have this like little like tripod microphone that just kind of like stands up and it's okay I don't know, yeah it just kind of sits in the middle of us but yeah okay okay mm-hmm. yeah Mm-hmm. Just shared microphone. I just use a phone. I just use my phone with this app. So yeah, that sometimes can lead to problems when you have connection problems. But um, right, right. So far, so good. Um, so yeah. I reached out to you after I saw uh, the Heartland, uh, the Iowa University of Iowa Athletics did a really nice uh, interview with you and somebody else in the track team. Who was it? Oh, I think I Nick Tratner. Okay, Nick Tratner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't uh, an, an Iowa native. And I reached out to you and I said, wow, you know, you, you uh, did a long, uh, for, for that program, a long piece on, you know, a track and field athlete. Wow. I mean, they right. just rarely ever do that. A lot of questions. And right. what did you, did you hear uh, any feedback from that, uh, that appearance? Um. Yeah, I think I, uh, like a lot of, I, most like my family and friends, um, were, I don't know, pretty excited about it. Um, but yeah, not, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun, but, um, most, most of it came from like family and friends, um, and just like teammates and stuff, but. How did you feel you did in the interview? Did, did you feel like it was pretty good? Um, um, yeah. Great to the statewide audience here. Uh, <laughs> right, just, right. No pressure, right? The local uh, college uh, over-the-air TV here. This is... Uh, yeah. Right, right, yeah. Um, well, I didn't find out that it was going to be a video interview. My coach had texted me on like a Tuesday or something and it was like, would you be available for an interview later this week? Um and said like our uh like our media guy would like give me the details and I was like oh yeah like no problem um and then uh our media guy John Leo had texted me and was like oh like did your coach like tell you any of the details about this um and I was like no like I 
not really sure. Um, and he's like, oh, it's going to be like an interview, like a video interview. And like, we'll ask you like a couple fun questions and that kind of thing. Um, so I was glad I knew like what it was like going into it. Um, but yeah, I think there was many I, questions. It was a lot of questions. Yeah. 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 So it was good to like, he like sent me like a sample one that they did on uh, a soccer player previously. So that was kind of good because I, I think if I didn't have, I'm not, I'm not very good on the spot with like those kinds of questions. So it was good to have some, some preparation. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of my listeners of the podcast wonder why I don't get division one athletes. Well, a lot of them are busy like you. Um, you're in law school at the university of Iowa. Tell the listeners, uh, how that all came about. Um, you're pretty swamped during the school year. Um, you just finally, uh, uh, returned my message uh, on Instagram several months later. So yeah. it, it kind of tells you how busy I am. I right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, over during the school year, I try really hard to limit my social media just because I can spend a lot of time on it sometimes. Um, and so I didn't have Instagram for several months. Um, but yeah, I, so my, what is it now my junior year of undergrad so my third year in undergrad um I thought I was going to graduate in three years and go start law school my fourth year um but I had taken the LSAT uh online because it was over COVID and um just had like some complications with that anyways uh, kind of like long story short, I ended up getting waitlisted everywhere because my I got my application round. Um, so I got them in like late February and they're due like March. Um, so so come April of my junior year when I thought I was gonna be graduating in May, um, I find out that I get waitlisted everywhere, and so I am <laughs> kind of scrambling at that point and decide I'm like, okay, well I have um 2021 spring of 2021 yes yes spring of 2021 um so then I'm kind of scrambling a little bit that spring and then decide well I'll stay um an extra year push my graduation back uh pick up an extra minor and then reapply get all my applications in again in September when things open up again um so so then going into my senior year, uh, I applied everywhere. Um, and then, yeah, heard back from law schools starting like December-ish. Um, found out I got into Iowa. And by March of my senior year, had decided I was going to go to Iowa. And then um, had a couple conversations with my coach along the way um, that were just like super helpful um that and was like I think like I want to try and make this work like I have a full year of eligibility left from COVID so I was like if I have cross indoor outdoor um and I I loved loved my time at Iowa loved all my teammates um loved my coach loved getting uh just the experience of running at a high level um and I was like if I want to run again if I want to take this extra year um and do it while I know that school is going to be pretty challenging. Um, I want to do it at Iowa with like those people that I've built those relationships with. So um, yeah. So in March of my senior year, just talked to my coach, make it work. And then I met with the Dean of the law school and um, she was super accommodating and very flexible with me too. Um, she's worked with a couple athletes before that were came through Iowa, so uh, I was the first go around, which I think helped. Um, but yeah, so I took one less class uh, in the fall, in the spring, um, than everyone else, but kind of tried to front load my weeks because I knew I'd be gone a lot. And it's. Uh, Law school is a little bit different just because a lot of the learning happens in the class. So it's it's a little bit tougher to miss class. And when we're gone so many weekends out of the year, it's, it gets to be a little tricky sometimes. But um, yeah, they, they made it work and they worked with me and 
so I could be involved in it all. So I had to keep a pretty strict schedule. Well, there's a lot to get through there, uh, what you just talked about. Uh, certainly, one having one less class was not the real reason for you having that breakthrough season in, in cross country. Like I said, you, you led the Hawkeyes in six uh, meets. What kind of uh, happened that season? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, honestly, it's just been stacking years of consistency for me. Um, I have been super blessed. Uh, I have never really been injured in my college career. And so I can usually go into a summer and um, run pretty hard through the summer. And I think it was just first couple of years, it was a big adjustment for me coming out of high school, um, kind of into college training, just the intensity and the volume. And then, so I think there was like big adjustment and then kind of like, uh, like getting used to it and then um, like feeling good then after that. Um, and so then I think once we were kind of able to put all the pieces together, um, it yeah, it really just kind of clicked there at the end. So that was really exciting. Was that uh, race in Columbia, was that kind of the highlight of your uh, Iowa career uh, when you finished 18th regionals? has to be right up there right yeah yeah that's definitely that's definitely one of my favorite moments um yeah it's it's definitely a little bit funny because I never thought of myself as a cross runner um I I loved the 1500 and the mile in track um so but yeah that was definitely a very special moment um and yeah it was super fun because I that race is one of my favorites for another reason too, because I had been telling my teammate Ellie tweet all season that uh, she was going to break 22 minutes in the six K and she, I am standing in the finishing shoot and she comes like running towards me at the end and her hands are like on her head. And she's like, has this look of like complete disbelief. She's like, Emma, I broke 22 minutes. Um, So like, that's like a moment all I guess also just like never forget um but that's what's great about cross country uh, especially mm-hmm. cross country but also track and field uh mm-hmm. how you root for your teammates you know it's one of those things I mean you're mm-hmm. your rivals for positions but yet you know you also want them to do well too I mean it's uh mm-hmm. it's it's one of those deals right yeah absolutely and I think I think you feel that bond a little bit stronger in cross too and um you know that like you're you're help out there to score for the team and you're kind of running there for each other so mm-hmm. well your coach Randy Hazenbank gave you uh, one of the great compliments uh, from that cross country season from the whole year that I saw um, he said of that performance in Missouri he said it was be hard to find another athlete who has come as far mm-hmm. um, he said stick with it believe in yourself and be consistent. Um, it's, it is not easy and it's not supposed to be easy, but he called you the best story of the day and of the season really for that year. Um, so just, uh, did you kind of feel like it was going to happen that year? Did you kind of feel something special brewing? Yeah. Coach said? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I kind of got like a little bit of a feeling, um, I would say the Big Ten preview was our second meet of the season. Um, and it, it was also the first 6K we ran that season. And I was just – physically, that was the best season of just, like, training and racing that I've ever felt. Um, just, like, in workouts and in races, just feeling so much stronger for so much longer um, that – I don't know. I kind of had like an inkling of like, okay, like I think this is going to be like a very solid season, but I did not expect the finish at all. So that, that was still pretty crazy. Okay. And how did you, how would you feel about your indoor and outdoor uh, track season? I, I talked about your 433 at Raleigh. That was pretty, pretty strong. Um, yeah. You did a pretty good uh, 800 meters as well. Um, mm-hmm. And you're uh, even trying to steeplechase, right? At the trade. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
yeah um yeah indoor and outdoor um they were they were definitely a lot of fun um it was definitely um a little bit of a different feel than it had been in the past we tried something a little bit different um I was uh pretty sick at the beginning of indoor so um kind of got behind on training then but Normally, in the past, had trained more like a miler um, kind of throughout the spring semester, um, but this semester tried a little bit more training more like a 5K runner um, just for longer. Um, and then, yeah, it was it was definitely a, a very solid season. And yeah, like you said, got to try, got to try the steeplechase. Um, I went out to Stanford meet and then then. Uh, the team normally goes to uh, the Brian Clay meet like two weeks after that. And then it's two weeks later is Drake. Um, but I had uh, an oral argument for um, class due that week of the Brian Clay meet. And so I knew I wasn't going to go to that meet um, the whole year. And so I kind of had this big block of training um, that was available. So after Stanford, um, 5k didn't quite shake out how we wanted um we threw around the idea of like well my uh flat 3k um if you they say like the conversion is like add 30 to 40 like on a perfect day like that's kind of what you're capable of adding 30 to 40 seconds um in the steeplechase uh if you if you can hurdle well and so um we're like, well, we have a month, so we'll we'll take a shot at it and kind of see what happens. Um, so yeah, did some did some hurdling in that kind of three to four week period, and then uh, tried it at Drake and have a immense amount of respect for um, everyone that does the steeplechase because it <laughs> was a very tough race. You, uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, you found some newfound respect for uh, people like Jeanette Schraft of Iowa State that can run under 10, I suppose, right? Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, that is, that's amazing. Yeah, so uh, is that why you kind of said, I'm going to stick to 1,500 at your final meet, the Big Ten uh, outdoors in Bloomington? Is that why you... Uh, yeah, yeah, we kind of decided, we're like, uh, like, we gave it a experiment shot. Experiment over. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of experiment was like, all right, um, we saw what could have happened, and I think if maybe we would have started it, you know, there's always the what ifs, if you would have started it a little bit, a couple of years earlier, like, what could have happened, but to, yeah, to think that you could get there in a month, um, after never doing it before is maybe a little ambitious. <laughs> What are they, were they kind of needing you as a steeplechaser for some points there at Big Ten? Is that what they were thinking? Yeah, I mean, we were trying to figure out if we could squeeze out points from anywhere. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I also wanted to do it. So, I I mean, it's kind of, like like I said before, kind of Maddie and I's attitude of, like, you know, sometimes I'll just jump in two feet uh, and not really think about um, – what it takes or the consequences uh before so <laughs> okay well you're i mean you've got a, a big soccer background um you said on one of your shows that that's how you uh well your first show that you uh were a soccer player originally and um yes. and you were even not even a central island before you came to ankeny you were over in the eastern part of the state kind of tell your story of how uh that all came about yeah, so, um, yeah, I started playing soccer when I was five. Um, first sport first sport I ever played, and then uh, started playing club in middle school down in – I played club in Burlington. I grew up in a really small town called uh, Mediapolis. Um, and then, yeah, loved – absolutely loved playing soccer. Um, played all through – all throughout um, – middle school and high school was playing club and then running uh cross country at the same time and then uh to stay in shape for soccer correct i mean that yes. was the goal right <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was let's my not, that was my goal of going out for cross not, country let's not gloss over that fact i mean soccer <laughs> was number one for you it, uh, it was yes. not track and field Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I was pretty convinced that, um, I, 
if I had my dream, I wanted to play soccer at uh, University of North Carolina, so <laughs> um, in Chapel Hill. But uh, yeah, so I so I started running cross country to stay in shape for soccer my freshman year um, uh, while playing club in the fall, and then I played uh, school ball in the spring. Um, so I didn't run track, and then my sophomore year, um, fa- uh, my my family moved, or I, we found out that my family was going to move um, from kind of southeast Iowa to central Iowa, um, and so I decided that uh, I was going to play, so I played school soccer, and then I ran, so I ran out for track then my sophomore year, um, so did both that season, and then on my like postseason soccer games like went into June and then after that we moved up to Ankeny and um by that time the club tryouts were um over in Ankeny's for the fall so uh I was like well we'll kind of see what happens when I was like we'll kind of give this running thing a shot full time um, this fall, kind of see what happens and then kind of like reevaluate in spring if I want to go out for school soccer or if I want to do track. Um, and so, then, wow, you just kind of lost the timing there. Then. In other words, it was kind of a little yeah. fate that you kind of missed the timing. Yeah. And I'm sure your coach, Eric Cogdell, was just ready to jump uh, jump on you and get you going, right? I mean, he's a guy that uh, big motivator. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I really enjoyed my time under him. Um, it was great because uh, moving high schools, he uh, they had like a camp all summer. And so um, I was able to go to that the whole summer. And so I had uh, it was really nice because by the time I started classes, my junior year of high school, um, I walked into a classroom and every classroom I walked into, I like knew a familiar face already, whether it was from a like cross country camp because our team was so big um or or band too i was also involved in band and they had like stuff during the summer but so what uh, what number were you on the team then mm-hmm. uh your junior year um in cross country yeah where did yeah. you run position wise mm-hmm. um i was our number one runner on the team oh just jumped jumped up to number one huh right away wow. yeah yeah I, uh, yeah, we, we moved and, um, yeah, so that was, that was the first time that I kind of trained full, full time. Um, so yeah, jumped into Bill's training plan. And I remember my first day of, uh, summer practice and, um, we got, I think that there was like maybe like another workout afterwards this is my first day like meeting the team like meeting the meeting the girls meeting the assistant coaches I'd met uh Cogdill a little bit before that but um and then I was like I just like I'm not feeling good and so uh he was taking like the the girls that were gonna do a little bit more on like more of a workout and I was like I I was like, I'm not feeling great. I was like, I think I need to go back. And so I like jog it back into Centennial and we were doing like some like mobility stuff on there. And I get back to the football turf and um, get there and I just throw up all over the turf. And I'm like, oh, great. This is my, my first impression of my first day with these with these new teammates and these coaches. And I just uh, all over the turf. <laughs> Just roused it up, yeah. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But but you've definitely uh, moved up from there. I mean, you know, you, mm-hmm. uh, I assume you got to state that year, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, really, some quality uh, uh, running there. Uh, when did you kind of decide? Okay, um, maybe track and field cross country number one and soccer number two now when did it yeah yeah so I had um a very good uh cross country season that year um so that was kind of the first time where I thought I was like okay like maybe um we could give this like running thing a shot um and 
yeah, kind of had some really positive influences in my life from Cogdill to um, Kate Smith was a little bit older than me, but uh, so she had already graduated by the time I got there. Um, but she was a former runner. She went down to Mizzou and um, talked to her a little bit. And then Lindsay and Jordan Andrews down at uh, Now Fitness Sports used to be Heartland Souls when I was buying shoes from them in high school. And so, um, yeah, they kind of walked me through like, the recruiting process, what it was like. I had absolutely no idea. Um, in Minneapolis, uh, I was the only girl out for cross country in my grade. Um, there's only, there's only 20 girls in my grade. So, uh, but like no, no one really, um, it, it was pretty rare for someone to go to college for sports, um, out of Minneapolis. So I had no from a reference for like what that process even looked like. Uh, so yeah, I got a ton of guidance. Um, from those people and uh Lindsay Andrews really just encouraged me to um just like fill out questionnaires uh because that was how coaches learned about you um so I just junior year kind of after track uh yeah started out filling out just a bunch of questionnaires um at just a ton of different colleges so okay uh, how did you, how did you know the Andrews? Were you working for them at Heart and yeah. Souls then? Is that what you were doing? Yeah. Um, not then. Uh, yeah. but, um, they came and they did, they came and did like something at the, like the summer camp that Kondo was putting on. So they came and like talked okay. to us about like getting the right running shoes, that kind of thing. Um, okay. so yeah. So then I, so then I started well, going there to buy, plan. yeah to buy running shoes and um yeah kind of develop a relationship with them but yeah well you know who she ran with famous runner right yes yes courtney frericks of course yeah so how was the i mean you you moved from a town of 1600 in minneapolis to the big big booming town of ankeny and (laughs) centennial is one of the biggest uh high schools in iowa Mm mm-hmm Big culture shock change, was it for you? How did you adjust? Was it pretty good? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, kind of like I said, having those uh, things during the summer, uh, whether it was like cross-country camp or um, did a lot of like band camp stuff during the summer too. Um, I mean, I I was thrown onto a team where there were 70 girls on the team. Um, so kind of instantly made friends. Um so that definitely made the transition uh, a lot easier. Um, but my, my dad's family is from the area, so my grandparents live here. Um, and my brother was um, already at Iowa State, uh, so kind of ended up closer to him than maybe he would have liked. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it was – there were definitely a lot of people that um, kind of were already in my corner and that were – willing to jump in and uh just like be very supportive along the way so it was it was a pretty um seamless transition but definitely definitely missed uh some some of my friends and uh just like family friends from Minneapolis. but you know being in Irish city now it's a little now now it feels like it's a little bit closer so it's it's only like in like an hour away from Irish city so yeah not very far so you were in the band too at that time Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and this is, and Emma's a real smart cookie here. I mean, you might be the smartest person I've had on this podcast, honestly. Oh You're a national honor society in high oh school. <laughs> right? I mean, am I not looking at this right? Uh, You're on the uh, yeah. all academic. Was there a year at Iowa where you weren't all academic uh, Big Ten? I think you made it every year, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean you're, I mean you're, you're in the right spot there. I think law school. Uh, are you just really self motivated to to uh, achieve a lot? I mean, uh, where does this uh, kind of come from? Good head on your shoulders there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Um, I've always been pretty internally motivated. Um, I think a lot of that comes from my faith. Uh, I, I, I feel like I've been given a lot. Um, and so 
I feel like I need to steward that well. Um, and yeah, I think, I think part of that for me is always just part of steward, stewarding that well for me is um, just kind of being the best I can be uh, or just giving, giving it like a hundred percent effort in everything I do. Um, whether that's like friendships or school or sports um, and that knowing sometimes I will definitely fail and like mess up and uh, mm-hmm. fail in those areas. But um, yeah, always just, I don't know. Effort, effort is um, something that I, I really, really prioritize. And uh, yeah, I, I, I really respect that when, you know, you, I, I really respect like um, like my dad uh, is in his 50s um, and he goes out and runs four to five times a week. And I, I don't know, I respect that a lot because he's he started running maybe a couple years ago and, you know, tries to run like has goals and like has PRs like in mind that he wants to run. And I respect uh, that a lot just because there's there's no one making him do that um so i i think that's really cool i think it's really cool when people go out and tackle goals that uh they they choose for themselves so well that is neat that he's taken up running late uh, later in life yeah mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so is he is just trying to stay in shape is that kind of the, the, the that was the biggest thing just to yeah kind I think, of lose I think, a few pounds initially yeah i think i think initially <laughs> that was kind of it um but yeah, now he, he's, you know, he's done a marathon. He's done, uh, a couple, I think it was like a 50 K, uh, something like that. His cousin does some ultra marathons. So, um, he's kind of been roped into the running world, uh, by my brother, my older brother first, and then, uh, kind of followed by me and then, um, kind of found himself liking it accidentally. So (laughs) here he is. Mm-hmm. We'll have to look up some of the results then. Yeah. So, so Zach uh, kind of helped get you into running. Then your older brother. Yes. Yeah. 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 So he's uh, he's two years older than me, and um, he. Um, it's a little bit funny because the first cross country race I ever went to was his uh, seventh grade cross country meet, and um, I saw like some kid fall down before the finish line and start throwing up. And I was like, this looks like a terrible sport. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he was on me for years. Uh, he was like, you gotta, he's like, you gotta come out cross country. Um, so yeah. And then I don't know, I saw how the just kind of, just kind of community of the cross country team, I think is a really special environment. Um, and yeah, so I went out my, my freshman year, um, and sometimes I, I was that kid and that was thrown up before, but uh, yeah, it's just, so he definitely, he definitely was kind of the, the reason and like the push that uh, I ended up in running in the first place, probably. There's a lot of puking in your past, isn't there, for, for cross country? <laughs> <laughs> but it is a tough sport. Yeah, you know, yeah. cross country yeah. is easy. Everybody would yeah. be doing it, right? So how did you end up uh, going to Iowa then? Um, I did not yeah. mention uh, any state championships that you won. You uh, ran at state um, mm-hmm. several mm-hmm. times, but um, yeah. not really top three. No. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of just walking on at Iowa and saying, I'm, I'm, I want to uh, get into uh, pre-law and I like their program. Is that uh, how it all came about? Uh, yeah, kind of. It was, um, yeah, I definitely did not have the accolades that, uh, many of my teammates, um, and incoming class, uh, had coming out of high school. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, uh, kind of, I was just filling out questionnaires. Um, I got a lot of, like, the automatic responses back of, like, oh, you don't even meet the walk-on times, so, like, it's a no. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, um. Who Who are the rejections from? Uh, I got one from Kansas. I think I can't even remember now, but there there were quite a few out there. Kansas. Um, who else? Arkansas. <laughs> These are <were kind> some <laughs> reaches. Um, but I was like, oh, you know, worst they could tell me is no. Um, so 
Yeah, so I think you're we'll, really shooting for the moon here. You know, you're you're talking Arkansas, twenty uh, some odd national championships. And, yeah, yeah, I had no idea country. what I was getting myself into, <laughs> um, <laughs> or who anybody was really. I was I was pretty ignorant in the sport at that time, um, but yeah, I filled out I filled out a questionnaire for Iowa. I almost didn't after actually because I had gotten so many of those like automatic emails back one of those from Iowa State um but I mean because there was a change that happened so my class uh was like the incoming class of 2018 in the fall and that was the first recruiting class for uh coach Randy Kastenbank um because he okay. kind of inherited he got there two years before I did so by that time like the year the class was kind of already recruited for um so, yeah, so I filled out one in, I don't know, like, June or July, um, and then, like, that day, I got a phone call from, that had, like, the Iowa City area code, um, and I was, kind of had the thought, I was like, no, I was like, it's definitely not, but I was like, you know, I'm just on the off chance, <laughs> like, like, I'll pick it up, um, and it, it was Coach Randy, and uh, he said that he was giving a call or that he was calling every kid from Iowa that filled out a questionnaire that day. Um, oh, that's good. So, yeah, and so I was one of those kids from Iowa. Um, and so, yeah, you know, uh, Iowa is definitely – University of Iowa track is um, – a lot of a lot of our out-of-state kids come from uh, – are, are in, like, uh, sprints, throws, hurdles. Like, we have a very solid hurdle program, um, which makes a ton of sense given Coach Woody's experience. Um, but <laughs> so a lot of a lot of our distance kids come from in-state, and so uh, that's been kind of Randy's philosophy. We get a, we get a handful out of state, but um, he recruits pretty heavily in-state. And, um, yeah, he uh, brought me on a visit, and um, – fell in love with the place pretty right off the bat uh I was really I was really impressed uh with Randy he um my my mom always jokes that he was the perfect mix of uh my two high school coaches that I had from at Mediapolis and at uh Centennial um but he had these like binders of all the athletes that he had ever coached and he keeps um all the workouts they they do and it was he could and he his memory is so good that um he could be like yeah like I took a girl that was she ran 520 in the mile and then by the time she graduated she was running 1010 in the steeplechase kind of thing and so he and he could name like so many of those girls and had just had so many of those stories that um I I mean I knew who I was coming out of high school I knew that I was definitely going to be a developmental athlete and just kind of hearing um the success that he had had with like taking those kind of athletes on um and like knowing that was going to be a majority of um what he was working with in his program um really kind of sealed the deal for me at Iowa so his quote that you'd find hard to find another athlete who's come as far as you have uh I mean, that speaks volumes because, you know, he has a lot of athletes who have really uh, improved over the years. I mean, you, you went up, uh, you went up almost a hundred spots at, at that regional meet from, from 2021. That's just amazing. Yeah. It was really a, a, a very special day. That's for sure. Uh, so you've uh, obviously uh, you bonded well with Maddie Block, uh, who are some of your other uh, good friends on the Iowa team that uh, listeners might know? Who you, I mean, it's yeah. too long of a list even mentioned, probably. Oh, definitely. That's probably yeah. a question. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're there for – it's it's funny being there for five years. You kind of feel like you feel five, like, almost different versions of the same team. Um, but, yeah, definitely kind of when I got there um, – like Andy Shine was there, or like Elise Prescott from Serena Urbandale. Oh, yeah. Um, a couple years older than me. Um, Macy Weber was from Cascade. Uh, she was two years older than me. And then 
Ren and Gabby Skopek, Ren Renquist, um, Gabby Skopek from Iowa City West, Mary Arch from Iowa City High. Um, and then, yeah, kind of now, uh, I mean, my grade, Jess McKee, Kylie Latham, um, and then kind of the past couple of years, definitely um, like Amber Asaf, Brooke McKee, Ellie Twee, Abby Ryan, um, kind of those are some of the the Iowa gals that I got I got pretty close to. So, just a whole bunch, yeah. It's yeah. Um, uh, so. Did your did your career kind of end the way you wanted to, or do you feel like um, are you done with competitive running? Kind of like Mallory King Lindemann, who's now yeah, yeah. find her jumping into track meets now, running around right. uh, around the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I was definitely um, happy with how cross ended, and I think that was really special. But um, yeah, I, I, I kind of, you know, kind of finished and felt like there was a little bit, there's a lot more left for me to give. Um, I'll bet, yeah. I definitely, definitely want to take some more shots, some pretty serious shots, probably out of 5K. Um, and the 1500s will always be my favorite event. So I think maybe, maybe a couple more shots at that, but um definitely 5k definitely 5k for kind of the near future um I know I know Maddie wants to step up to the marathon right away um (laughs) I'm not quite there (laughs) I I still like to think I'm more speed oriented (laughs) um but I don't know I I like I like feeling fast so I think I'll definitely take some pretty serious shots at the 5k I don't know when or kind of what that'll look like yet um it's it's weird being done you know I'm only like I don't know like three weeks three weeks out of kind of being kind of being done so kind of figure out what my training will look like over the summer and you know kind of have a lot more flexibility and a lot more uh freedom to kind of try some different things and put some different pieces together you know not not racing every week so was it a sad day turning in your singlet to the yeah. coaches? Yes, that yeah, that was sad. I I um so Big Ten's outdoor were was a, it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday meet, and then I missed one of my finals for that meet, so I, I came back and took that Monday, and then I moved home to Ankeny on Tuesday, and I started my internship on Wednesday, so it was kind of this like whirlwind and uh of events I feel like that happened so um and then in there I knew I wasn't gonna be I didn't wasn't really gonna be back in Iowa City um other than kind of on the weekends sometimes uh so I yeah like went to the locker room cleaned out my locker and yeah left my left my travel bag and my uniforms there so that that was definitely definitely sad for um, that's hard that's a tough story man yeah. i mean yeah you're, that, it you're painting like a sad picture there um <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. all you're missing is uh, jordan bohannon's shoes at uh there you go. At, at, at hilton coliseum leave your shoes behind that's all you're needing right right so who are you interning with uh here in the des moines area you're back in central iowa yeah yeah um i'm interning with the firm downtown Des Moines so okay okay yeah yeah so what are you uh what are you hoping to uh what kind of law are you hoping to go into what uh yeah yeah they um so I I really liked uh the opportunity that kind of came about at Brownwood because they're a little bit of a bigger firm so they have um just a lot they just uh work in a lot of different areas so um this summer already um I've been exposed to a lot of different things um mm. but yeah I, I'm not like super set on one thing I definitely trying to keep uh, a pretty open mind but um my mentor does a lot with uh like kind of like energy stuff so she works with like um yeah like renewable energy companies um and then I've gotten a couple projects that are like uh real estate 
one's like an agricultural project. Um, it's been definitely really eye-opening and really cool um, to see uh, just how much like lawyers are involved in um, and how they have to become like like many like experts in like very niche things to be able to like advise their clients um, kind of on the law. So yeah, it's been, it's been a really cool learning experience already. Um, but I definitely in the back of my mind, uh, there has been something of like maybe wanting to stay connected to athletics in some way. Um, and I think that's definitely possible at a firm um, or yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see, we'll kind of see where we go. Okay. Uh, it's it's not just suing people, right? You're you're saying no, there yeah, is a, no. there is a lot more. Yeah. There's a lot more, there's a lot more places where you can go. So right. so you're saying right. uh, so you're saying lawyers some of them get a bad rap, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think they get a lot sometimes they get a bad rap, but uh yeah, like today I was talking to um one of the partners and he said um He's like, you know, we sell, we sell solutions. We don't sell our time. So I thought, I don't know, that just really stuck with me that. I like they, that. Like they're really, they just really try to problem solve. So that... so when are you on track to take your bar exam then? When is that, uh, when is that coming up? Yeah, that will be um, July of 2025. So I have two more okay. years. Okay, wow. Then. Once I, once I graduate in 2025, then I'll graduate in, in May and it'll be that July. So, so long ways to go then. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels like it. But, but the first year went by so fast that I'm, I'm sure it'll be here pretty quickly. So did you look at anywhere else for uh, law school or was it just Iowa? That was where you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. You like, the, like the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really love Iowa City. Um, uh, the first time, kind of the first time around when I was applying for law schools, I really Iowa, and so I was applying to like Colorado, Utah, Florida, Penn State, um, and then yeah, really really enjoyed my track season that year and uh got close with. Uh, several friends and so kind of the second time around I was like well if I want to give this running thing a shot one more year um, and kind of stay with this really awesome community that I've met and kind of built um, then I was seemed like the the place to do that so like most about uh, Iowa City community what's the yeah yeah definitely uh, I think I think it's the people um I was okay. definitely really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've met like all my best friends either, um, on the team or like through my church. So they, it's, yeah, it's just been a really, a really fun five years, um, in Iowa city and yeah, it's, I think it's the people that make it so fun. Uh, so, so before I let you go, uh, is there, uh, Things that people might not have gleaned from listening to your podcast. What uh, what other interests do you have uh, when you have any little time to get away from your right, <laughs> law school right. studies? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just i I really enjoy being outside. Um, yeah, I like being able to um use my body in kind of different ways, whether that's like playing sand volleyball over the summer or uh some of my friends play some tennis so you know picking up picking up some random things and just kind of learning a new skill and yeah just spending time outside is definitely one of my favorite things playing tennis has become a lost art here it's 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 all pickleball now everybody plays pickleball right and i can tell you i'm I'm not very good at tennis so (laughs) I'm glad to see somebody still. I'm still. I'm glad somebody still plays tennis instead of pickleball. <laughs> That's all I see when I run along the trail. People playing pickleball and the tennis court's completely empty. So, right. so there we go. All right. Um, well, if you, it's too bad you weren't uh, 
it's still in Iowa City. You could have uh, gone over to the Belmont Mile and run over there uh, this weekend. You know? I know, yeah. I know. Oh, Maddie Block and uh, I think Max Murphy over there? that. Say, say one okay. I I saw Max was entered. Yeah, so, so Maddie's running too, huh? Yep, yep. Okay. Do you have any races lined up? Have you targeted anything? Yeah, I I haven't really looked yet. Um, my my summer is pretty busy with kind of my internship, and then I have a couple weddings this summer. So, uh, my my summer's pretty pretty booked out. So I think I'll I'll probably start looking to put something on the calendar either either like late fall or might might just give it a full kind of big training block and kind of wait till like early spring we'll we'll kind of see okay and focusing on that 1500 5000 range right yeah and that's what we're talking about yeah so mm-hmm. so you won't have to run the big mileage that maddie's running right? so <laughs> yeah yeah she's, probably not she's already done She's already done half marathons and stuff, so she's yeah, she's yeah. ahead of the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Well, this has been this has been fun, Emma. Thanks, uh, thanks for yeah. connecting with me, and it's great to have a Hawkeye on the program. Wish you the best of luck with your internship and all the way uh, to law school. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's been it's been a joy to be on. So I, I appreciate you reaching out.